guys, I'm Christine Bibbo-Kerr. Welcome back to Off The Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. We start off every week with a little chat about what's on our mind, and I think Megan has something to start off with us. Hey friends! So, I just got back from a pretty awesome epic conference in Turks and Caicos. Um, It was basically panels with a view. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I brought my kids, my mother-in-law, the whole team, Murphy. Um, And I also brought back six pounds. I worked out a total of one time, right? I packed six outfits, two pairs of sneakers, worked out exactly one time, um, and had all the pina coladas and that, like, so do you guys work out on vacation? Do you watch what you eat? Like, what do you do when you're out of your routine? Because I have a pina colada pooch right now. <laughs> I hear you, Mama. So, I mean, this is Jamie here, guys. So, yeah, I'm a little bit crazy when I'm on vacation. I very much feel like a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So just like I do at home, I plan my workouts before I go on vacation and meal prep ahead of time because if I don't, my type A personality drives me crazy and I literally go there with anxiety. So it's something I can do to like kind of calm myself down as I go into, I don't like being in an unfamiliar place. To me, like being in control of my food and my workout is like how I can have a little piece of control when I'm away. So are you packing Tupperware for the yeah. beach? Mm-hmm. You are. So how Fact. is that happening? Like you're, you're bringing it on the plane? Like well, you... Heidi and I were just talking about it because we're going away. We're bringing our kids to a dude ranch this weekend. We're going to this place, <gasps> Pine Ridge Dude Ranch, and it's so cute. But she was like, do they have fridges in the room? I said, they don't. But I pack like a cooler like a big, um, what are those, Yeti, right, mm-hmm. cooler. And we pack things that are like, aren't crazy perishable, but like things that we're going to want. I pack fresh fruit, I pack like bars. And I feel like you've always got your bread. avocado. Always yeah. have my avocado, <laughs> lots of apples, things like that. But also I'll say this, I'm like just such a big proponent of working out on vacation because I've like run the coastline of Ibiza. I've run through the streets of Amsterdam. I feel like there's nothing more special than those vacation workouts. I agree with you. I kind of have a mix of both. I bring my running sneakers everywhere. It's the best way to see a new place, I think. And then if I know, if I have those sneakers with me, I can just sort of, I have, if I want to work out, I can. Um, But I just came back from Greece and I was feeling anxious because I am that type A and I want to make sure I get my workout in. It just helps me mentally. But... I didn't work out for like a week. Um, first part was a retreat and we did work out. Second half, I didn't. And I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, where are the workout classes? Where's my yoga teacher? What am I gonna do? Like, how can I do this? There was so much activity that wasn't a typical workout, but it was like doing stairs or you know, walking 25 million flights to get to dinner down to the base of the cliff. So there were other things and I started, halfway through I started to become, become okay with it. And it, I learned something because I'm always so, rigid like I have to get that workout mm-hmm. in like otherwise my head's not okay and it's more about I think the mental for me than the physical because it's just the way I check out but then I found that like being active throughout that trip it did it did help me and it, it taught me that I don't have to necessarily be at a workout to get the workout I feel like I've loosened up this is Megan again as I've aged I mean my kids are nine seven and six now and I there was a time where I worked out every single day I didn't have any sugar and I definitely didn't have you know the floaty fruity by the pool party drink um but I feel like I've eased up quite a bit and sort of said like okay I ran up and down the water slide approximately 693 times that's a stair workout hopefully my butt thanks me is your Um, husband into working out he well he ruptured his Achilles tendon so he's been out of commission for a while he had surgery he was on crutches couldn't drive for 10 weeks he's in rehab now three days so like 
he was a Division One lacrosse player, athlete, stud. I love you, Pat Murphy. Aww. So hot. Um, <laughs> but he is, uh, like, he is, he's pretty much out of commission. We do a lot of fist pumping at the dance parties, uh-huh. too, though. So I do Very feel like funny. my arms are still intact. But it's really, it's like it's the party beverages. So that that could have been the, my biggest downfall. And if you tell me something's gluten-free because I have celiac, I just assume I should eat it. So that might have been like, oh, my God, those three desserts are gluten-free and you have gluten-free fries. I need them. Fair. That's fair. I mean, I come at working out on vacation from a very different lens just because, like, my spine is messed up. I was in a really bad car accident when I was 18. This is Heidi, um, and which is why I got into yoga because it healed my spine. I didn't have to have the very recommended spinal surgery because I developed a yoga program that strengthened the core and, like, moved everything in all the right ways to give me, you know, a comfortable body to live in again. So if I'm on a flight, a long car ride, like that compresses your spine like crazy. So I need the yoga to move it. And, but you know, so I bring my travel yoga mat everywhere, but it folds up like a big envelope. It's awesome. There's plenty of companies that make them. Um, and so I find that even just like a half an hour or like 15 minutes really doesn't do it for me, but like a half an hour of moving in yoga is great. Um, or if I can get like a, pretty great cardio workout and then just like add some twists at the end or something and like hip openers because that like warms up your body so it loosens up my spine so for me it's about being comfortable I of course love endorphin highs and I love you know the calm that yoga brings and all those things traveling with three very young children um but uh so for me like the workout piece the yoga piece is pretty non-negotiable for comfort. I was going to say, sometimes for me, working out is just about hiding from my kids. <laughs> and like, luckily, my husband is like just as crazy as I am about working out. So oftentimes, it's just giving each of us one hour of alone time. It's like, we'll get up at like five, I'll watch the kids while he goes to the gym, and then we'll swap, and we each just get like our hour. That's great. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Um, but I really think this actually like leans into our topic for today, which we're going to get to in a second, yes. because if you watch Instagram influencers, you would just think they're all just doing like uh you know like uh tree pose on the top of uh, like a canyon (laughs) all the time and everybody is just like really getting their workout on like in glamorous places 24 7 and it's like FOMO alert like what am you know what am I doing with my life right so we're gonna get there in a second but first we have our segment every week called sweat this so we bring you a couple of items each one of us is going to share an item that we cannot live without this week so I'll start guys okay so, do you guys know Bob's Red Mill? Hey. Yes. yes. Okay, so I actually was at Expo East recently, which is the um, convention for all the natural food space. And um, I'm not trying to brag, but, like, I met Bob from Bob's Red Mill, and it was, like, kind of the biggest celebrity setting I had had in a really long time. And I worked in nightlife and celebrity PR, so, like, that's kind of sad. Wow. I could care less about celebrities. Mm-hmm. When I met Bob... From Bob's Red Mill, I like swooned a little. I eat their gluten-free oatmeal, Bob, every morning. And Does he look like that? Still? Yeah, no, this is like you literally. And he's that really like yes. Does he wear that hat? He wears his entire getup mm-hmm. as if he's like in costume. Yeah, like Ronald McDonald. Like he is like a mascot. He's a caricature of himself, and I love it. We need Bob on this. Uh, I don't know if Bob has like a lot. Bob. I don't know if Bob is like as funny as us, but he's (laughs) definitely as stylish. So I will say this. I'm terrible with portion control. Terrible. And so every morning I would have oatmeal and I would be like, why am I not losing weight? And meanwhile, I'd have this like huge helping of oatmeal with my protein powder, with the blueberries, with the, you know, and I think a lot of people fall into that trap. 
So when I discovered the Bob's Red Mill individual like cups, I literally buy these. I buy three cases at a time. That's 36 oatmeal. We can't even, <laughs> we keep it in our second shower. We have a second bathroom. No. Our second no shower has Smart. like oatmeal and my husband's bicycle. That's what's in there. But yeah. I, anyway, that's a peek into my and morning. And it's certified gluten free too. Yeah, I'm a super fan. Free. I just okay. want to add that I keep stuff in my oven in my New York City. Oh my gosh. Oh, so. so. My purse is in my oven forever. <laughs> so shout out yeah. to the, yeah, to the uh, strange storage. I, I feel you. That's New York. That's a great homage to Instagram versus reality, though, because like if you look at the breakfast bowls that people show on Instagram, oh, yeah. those things are like thousands of calories. Yes. It's like you cannot eat those bowls every morning and look like a skinny mini. I'm sorry. No. You just can't. I've so, seen influencers yeah. order full-on meals and then walk away from the table and leave it. And I'm, I'm like, are you going to throw that food don't get me started on the waste in like the unboxing culture and all of that. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so Heidi here, my favorite thing. It looks very strange. Do you have one, Jess? Yes, yes. Yay! Mine's a little bit bigger, but that's like the petite okay, version. The petite Describe version. what you're holding okay. for our listeners. So, yeah, I'm really bad <laughs> at describing first. I get so excited about my items. So this is actually a tripod but it will attach to a tree. It will set on any surface. It will attach to the arm of this chair, and then you lock your phone in right here, and that's how you get to record your vacation workouts that make you look like you work out 24-7 because you don't need a full... I guess I don't need it. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. So if I wanted to take the time to like clear out all the crap, and set up a camera and look cute, I could on any vacation record my yoga workouts, or I could just take a picture of my friends, <laughs> or, you know, do a number of things, but it's just so handy because it's so little, it it really fits down into anything and it attaches to anything or it sits on any surface and you can just change the legs and some of them, you know, you really can do so many things with it. So Where'd you get it? Amazon? Amazon. So yeah. like selfie sticks are out, these things are in. That mm-hmm. is like the headline. So what do you call it when I Google that up? Tripod. tripod. Just put your iPhone. Tripod. iPhone tripod. iPhone tripod. Let me just say, I don't know if this one switches. Hi, this is Jara. for those of you who don't recognize my voice. Um, so yours only goes horizontally. Yes. So you want, for me, I or at least I need to make sure that I have the attachment that can swivel so I can do horizontal uh, or landscape. Pro See, tip. I do. Yeah. I just change this. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, you, so, yeah, with some so you can I, rotate yeah, it, but then you might it. not have quite as much length and height in the tripod that you want. Right, so at least right. you get that yeah. uh, functionality, but there's an upgrade with the... Yeah iPhone attachment piece. Yeah, you can for sure decide how much you want to spend on this guy. John, my husband, this is Christine. Hi. My husband's a photographer and he's got this bag of like things that I have no idea what they are. And that I always see that thing all over my apartment. I'm like, what is this stupid toy? And now I have one. I had no idea. I'm just like, all right. Megan, okay, I this I is Megan. So yeah, the Yeti is a theme. It's not a cooler, but it is a Yeti tumbler. It is one of my favorite things ever because I get up at 4.47. I work out at 5.15. I drink all the coffee. I drink all the coffee at 5.15. And How much coffee? All the coffee. <laughs> really? um, and it stays super hot and super wonderful and super warm in my Yeti tumbler. Um, I have a collection of them and I keep them on a Lazy Susan, which is my favorite organizing tool because oh. it's called the Lazy Susan, but it's the hardest working organizing tool that I have. <laughs> and I can just spin around my collection of tumblers in the morning before I make my coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that- and I have a Mabel's labels on it. I use these to label all of my kid shit. 
Um, and my own and shit. Yeah. Well, let me see. So it's a, oh, it has your name. Yes, yeah, so it has Great. my name. So I have these labels for everything. It's dishwasher safe. You can run them through the laundry. But this way at the gym, no one's like, oh, that's my coffee. No, no, it's Megan's coffee. It's definitely Megan's coffee. I've completely, people will be on the treadmill next to me and be like, is that coffee in your Yeti? And I'll be like, yes, it is. <laughs> All the coffee. Judgment. <laughs> Good size. My turn. Hi, uh, Christine here. So I need to be comfortable. Like I just get my skin just gets very itchy very quickly. Um, so I partnered with a few yoga and clothing brands over the years, and my latest is I'll stand up. These are my leggings. Oh, but then you can't hear me. These are my <laughs> leggings that I created with um, Emily Sue Designs. They're super feel. Super, super butterfly. I'm soft. touching her leg, everyone. So, and so it's for those really of you at home, they're as colorful as Christine. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So there's a little bit, I'm very, very, I have two sides to me, very girly girl, and then I'm a tomboy. So we try to do both where there's a side stripe, it's a little sporty, but there are pinks and florals and everything mixed in. And I love, I am going to stand up now, but I'll tell you first why. They're um, high waisted, but they also have a ruching aspect that you could, if not just fold over the top. You can ruche them down so they look more stylish. And for those of you watching at home, um, you can kind of just do that here, and then they ruche down like so, Cuteness. or you put them over. You um, can so hide a mom wrinkle, skin wrinkle. Give me a colada pouch. pouch. <laughs> so, and I love Emily Sue. Um, kind of, her products are just so super soft. Not only because I designed this, I was a fan before this, so. These are them. Hope you guys will try them. Amazing. I love them. Heidi here. We oh, did yeah. lots of yoga in those. Yes, They're very comfortable, stretchy, soft, fabulous, and flattering because that stripe on the side elongates your legs. So. Mm. All right. So, Heidi, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? Um, I'm like, I just want to hear more favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Millennial pink backgrounds and fruity acai bowls, the constant feeling of FOMO, life filtered. When our world is curated, it's really easy to get lost in Instagram versus reality. This week, we are going to examine our love-hate relationship with social media. Don't get us wrong. We are not IG haters. Many of our very, very best friendships were born through this platform. It's deeply tied to a lot of our livelihoods. <laughs> we... We really did build like the most incredible hashtag girl gangs <laughs> on Instagram um, and IRL, of course. But, you know, there's it's two sides to everything. So there's a lot to discuss here. And we're going to dig deep into both the sunshine and the shadows with our amazing guest, Jara Foster Phil. Hey. Yay. Yay. And I was, so this is Jamie and I love me some Jara. So I wanted oh, to give a brief mm. little intro to who this hot tamale is because I have loved her since I met her on a spin bike. So I'll explain what that is all about. So um, several years ago, and this is kind of direct from your bio, so you can kind of expand upon it. But what, from what I've read, from what I've read on the interwebs, you know, you were going through a bit of a dark period. You were kind of directionless. You had a job as a graphic designer, which left you feeling, you know, maybe a little unfulfilled, right, is is what I gathered. And following Kayla Itzinas and the Beachbody Guide, as we all know, the BBG movement kind of gave you something to feel excited about again, right? So um, fast forward, you know, you left your corporate job and you started, uh, you decided to become a soul cycle instructor, which I want to hear the story, by the way, because I heard that you, you 
failed your first audition? That's right. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. We'll get to that. And then concurrently, you started your Instagram handle, which was called Workout Bean at the time. Now yep. you're Jara Bean, but I used to follow you way back when. But this was before influencer was even a thing. Oh, yeah. So you ended up, fast forward, you ended up working at SoulCycle. But then, lucky for all of us, you decided to leave that position and do this influencer thing full time. But I Correct. know from following you and from being your friend that you do it in an entirely different way than most people. So I would love to hear a little bit from you yeah. just about who you are and why this topic speaks to you. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. I feel like we have so much ground covered. Mm-hmm. What a yeah. lovely <laughs> intro. Thank you guys for having me here today. Yeah, I guess it all started um, what I like to call the first day of the rest of my life, April 4th, 2015. Up until that point, I had grown up in New York City, right in Manhattan, went to school in Los Angeles at University of Southern California, studied fine art. I was a graphic designer. And after college, I worked as a graphic designer for five years. And I was living in Boston. And it was like this black hole of my life. And the thing that made it immensely awful was my job. And for, I'm sure you guys have watched Harry Potter, or if you haven't, there's these things called Dementors, which are really Damn. bad things, and they like suck the soul out of you. And that's what that job was. It was a Dementor just taking every bit of joy and happiness out of me. And because of that, I was in a relationship that was deteriora- deteriorating, and I had no female friends, and I just felt lost and confused. And on top of it, I realized I was suffering from social anxiety at the time, which I then got treatment for, but everything was just piling on top of each other. So it was April 4th that I downloaded the Kayla Itzina's guide because I'd been following her for about a year and admired her transformations that she posted and just always had her in the back of my mind, even though I was not into fitness at all at the time. But I went to the gym, started day one, week one of her guide. And within the first month, it was such a huge change for me. I was sticking to a physical workout guide, which I'm sure you guys all know, working out makes you feel really good. That translated to feeling good on the inside. And I was also finding these connections through Instagram and through this really niche part of Instagram, the girls doing BBG and making friends. Like there was one gal who reached out to me who I'm still friends with who lived in London. And we were just sending emails back and forth every day, talking about the guy, talking about our life. And there were more local girls that I connected with who became my friends in real life. So I was getting this female connection that I was desperately lacking for the last few years. And then on top of that, my Instagram was growing. Like I remember calling up my mom and being like, I have 2000 followers. Like who are these people (laughs) within the first like three weeks perhaps. And um, it was really exciting to me. I couldn't wait to get home from my job, sit on my couch. I would do so till my thumbs went numb, just commenting on everyone's stuff, replying to every single comment. I was posting three times a day, which no one does anymore. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, But I was finding so much joy and happiness and passion which I I was just like a sponge soaking it up because I was lacking that in so many ways up until that day and those months that proceeded after I started BBG. So yeah, so that's the beginning of how it all began. Um, it's crazy to look back on it now, but it's, it's this pivoting moment um, was so defining for where I am now. I think that's beautiful. And I think that that is the special sauce to making an Instagram successful is that it's genuine. Or yeah. it should be. Yeah. 
But maybe it shifted. What do you think, Heidi? Well, I was just curious, like, what are some of, like, now that, because obviously it started as a passion, as Jamie pointed out, I think that's is the special sauce. Um, Because if you try to force something, I don't think it's going to work. I don't know. Um, But do you find that now that it's sort of more of a business for you, or is a business for you, is it like harder to like keep up with all the algorithm changes or like all the oh, things? No. And oh, it's funny that you bring this up because I, I get into these weird pockets because, as we all know, the algorithm exists and it sucks. And people are like, "It's out to get us." It's not. It's your content. It's like it's this wild circle. And today, I'm just in a weird funk with the algorithm because my I find this roller coaster of engagement. Like two weeks, everything will be above average, yeah. and then two weeks, everything's below average, and I'm in in a, a below average funk right now. And it just gets to you. Um, so yeah, we can talk about the algorithm for days. But um, yeah, Instagram is my full-time job right now. Mm-hmm. As Jamie mentioned, I was a Soul Cycle instructor and I had my Instagram going during that. But it was when I decided to leave Soul Cycle in April 2018. April's a big month for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I actually just realized that. Wow, it'd be funny if it was the same day, but it's April 29th, I think mm-hmm. it was my last class. Um, but I've been doing this for a year and a half now, full-time. So it's very much my business business and people can say things like, oh, you know, it's just likes and engagement and comments, but yes, but it also is a reflection and a core part of my business. And if I don't maintain things to a certain level or go above and beyond, that affects my brand partnerships and affects my income. So as much as I want to say, oh, the algorithm's not a big deal, it actually is a big deal. It's my business. It's my livelihood. I have a question. Um, Christine here. Hi. I know you from way back, Workout Bean. Um, I think I came to your SoulFlagel class. And yeah, I, like, I think I so. Christine. I follow you on Instagram. It's so cute. <laughs> so anyway, um, I remember, though, when the question that brings me to is that it wasn't more fun back then because that was right on the cusp when you were at Soul Cycle, you were doing it, it was your passion and it was exciting because I even find now, I did it on the side, I was a fashion editor for years and it was on the side after that all ended, but now it is a job and it does yeah. reflect, you know, is this a paid post, is this sponsored? I have to make sure I engage after I post. It There's a lot of things and it is a full-time job and there are people that hire assistants just to do the engagement and yeah. that whole thing and there's so many tricks and even the millennials are like, oh, you don't know this or you don't know that. Or there's so many things that are new every day. And like you said, the algorithm changes, everything changes. I feel like sometimes it's a little suffocating and it It used to be this fun, fluffy thing that was an outlet for all of us, which is amazing that I would have never guessed that I was going to get, this was going to be my job. Sure. But what, how do we get back to that fluffy time oh, when it was fun? I like that fluffy time. I, I, like, I very or much relate to that. Or do with that like every yeah, day? Yeah, like, I mean. Oh my God, that stress of posting sometimes that comes or. It fluctuates, I think. But yeah, I do look back on those, at least when I started my my current account, because I had a personal account probably back in 2012 or something. But in 2015, it feels like this naive time of Instagram where everyone was just sort of wide-eyed puppies, like, oh, I want to follow people. And now like, now we have to beg people to follow us. It's crazy. Um, but it was. It was this really sweet, innocent, naive time of Instagram where we didn't, the word influencer didn't exist. There was, wasn't any FTC guidelines. Um, we didn't think about having to be on for 30 minutes afterwards, commenting, engaging. It was just things that came naturally to us. So yeah, I think now similar to how I'm affected by the algorithm in these waves, it, it is, a this push and pull of feeling overwhelmed, and then other times I've got it under control. Um, I will say that something that has been really prevalent in my mind the last couple months 
something I, I'm really hard on myself. I'm totally perfectionist and I'm probably, maybe it's a good thing and sometimes it's not a, not a great thing. But, um, something that I have felt is that, okay, I'm a content creator, but I felt like I haven't, I wasn't being the best content creator I could be. I felt like thing, I was posting on the fly, um, coming up with photos at the last minute, not really doing any content planning. And it was working for me. And I think on the outside, it looked okay. But on the inside, I was unhappy with how I was going about things. So in order to... Oh, I saw you in your stories. Is yeah. That when you posted, I just caught it the other day. You're like, we everything you just said we always used to do this on the fly and now we're going to create some content today and yeah, do it the right way exactly can so, i can i inter- interject yeah, with like it. a naive question so i i'm a magazine editor and, and i'm writing a book so i don't make my living on instagram in the same way that you guys do so i'd love to just hear what is a day in the life of jara like what sure. does that look like working for instagram People probably think it's very glamorous and it's it's not. I would say most days I'm in my tiny studio apartment in the East Village, cramped. I, like, I currently have all my undone laundry around me that I haven't put away. My dog's on my couch and I'm just sitting at my computer for hours. Usually that's what it is. So are you waking up? Like, do you wake up, have your lemon mortar or whatever it is? Ooh, do you I work wish. out? Like, but like, so, but like, bad I, wellness but if my job is like nine to seven, like what is your job? I just want, I like, I want to know yeah. from the time you wake up to the time you clock out, what does that mean? Do you ever clock out? Oh, goodness. No, not really, which definitely takes a toll on me a bit. And once again, it's like this pattern of waves of it overwhelming me and, and being okay. Um, but I would, I'm been really good at getting up at 630 every morning. I like a slow morning, lots of coffee like you, very important. <laughs> um, my boyfriend owns the coffee shop near me. So endless, endless coffee <laughs> supply. It's great. And um, I would say it's always a little bit every day, different every day, but it's a ton of time in my inbox, which drives me freaking cuckoo bananas because emails just feel like you're not getting anywhere. And what are the, who are those emails from? Brands, Mostly fans? Brands, um, I get countless event invitations, brands interested in doing brand partnerships, um, sending emails off to my management team. Um, I would say a huge, huge chunk of my day, um, not every single day, but when I have it, it takes a lot of time, is is putting together all my sponsored content. So sponsored content, as I'm sure some of you guys know here, it takes forever. There's photo shoots, caption writing, recording stories, um, packaging it all together. It's just, it takes me hours. And the brands want approval, so you're going through those motions. It's not just like, this is what I want to tell you, dear Quaker or whoever. Yeah. And those stories, what has been happening more recently, even the Instagram stories, they used to be on the fly. That used to, for brands used to be okay with that. Yeah. Now, more so over the last year, they're like, can you send us your stories, your post, your this, your that for the whole in advance next month Mm -hmm. and And on top of that i've been trying to do something different with my stories i don't know if you guys have seen recently but i've just been a little bit bored of saying hey i like this yeti cup Mm -hmm. uh you should buy it Mm -hmm. um which is what i used to do (laughs) versus actually taking coming up with an idea i speak in different accents and (laughs) i'll like wear different hats and i'll cut it up so it's quickly edited so something like that plus um, creating an animated gift for my post and writing all the captions and coming up with the text for every single single story slide could easily, after everything is shot, easily take me two to three hours to put together. And can we put a salary on that? Like, so if somebody is listening and they have no concept of what it means to truly be an influencer, like you're doing that 
product that promotion deal yep. partnering with a brand is that a five dollar project is that a five hundred thousand dollar project like so i'm i have a multiple six-figure business right now but there's no rules and there's no judge yeah. like you, know, you could get the same job we can have all the same brand work with us for the same job and you could get five dollars, ten dollars, a thousand, and a million, and it's just like sure, and yeah. it's not necessarily correlated with your follower count. No, it's yeah, not yeah, it is. It is. I like to call it the wild, wild west it of is. Instagram because whether you're looking at someone who has half your followers but triple your engagement, or like you said, person A gets a thousand dollars for a brand deal and someone gets five times that, it's it's all it's, it's getting more regulated. There's rules, there's legality around things, but still, so much is up in the air, and it's it's a, it's something that you can craft and have power over. Do you so, feel scared that you could like wake up and Instagram could be gone in the morning? Like, totally. do you have a plan B? Totally. I'm actually so glad you asked that because that has been a huge anxiety for me this year and something that has been, oh my God, it's just <laughs> been for a couple of reasons. One, because yes, I, I, all my eggs at the this exact moment are in one basket. Everything is based on one sole source of income, which is branded partnerships through different companies and, and brands through a platform that I do not control, which is Instagram. And don't so own. Like, yeah, that I don't own. And exactly. It's so oversaturated right so now. So oversaturated. So things go th- or things this year have gone through my mind. What if my account gets hacked? What if Instagram disappears? What if my account gets deleted? What if I'm no longer someone people care to follow? Like there's so many things mm-hmm. around that. So yes, that is something that has really freaked me out. On top of that, in terms of comparing myself, which we all the fall thief into. of joy, yes. yeah. so true. I look around at my friends and my peers, and I see, oh wow, she has a successful podcast. She's writing a book. She's developed a physical product. She has an incredible event series. She's now teaching things. And in my mind, I've been like, okay, well, I'm successful and I'm making money, but oh, I'm just an Instagram influencer. So, yes, that has but been... But, Jared, in- what's your secret sauce? If I had to say, okay, what makes you so magic? Because you are magic. What do you think that is? And that can translate in any area of your life. You happen to be making money with that magic right now. But if you had to put that magic into words, could you? I think you're so genuine. Just Ooh. from an outsider's point of view, this is Christine. You're just such a personality and a magnetic kind of energy, I think. And funny, witty, and I don't think you overthink things, even though you might think you do. But yeah, sometimes I don't think it doesn't come across that yeah. way at all. Yeah. But answer, answer the question, but just from an outsider, yeah. you know, outsider's point of view, I find you very intriguing. I think, God, I, I no one's ever asked me that specific question before. That's tough, but I think that... I'm not afraid to be me, like the silliness and goofiness that I know we all have. It easily just shines through and I'm not afraid to share that. And I think there's a relatability in that. I used to have this in my bio. It's not anymore. I said attainable aspiration. Yeah. And I think with Instagram, so many times we look at these women who we think they have it all together, whether it's like a fashion blogger or the perfect mommy blogger, and it doesn't make us feel very good about ourselves. But there is an element about Instagram that is fun about looking at the awesome trips people take or the beautiful clothing. So it's a careful balance. And I think in a way I have found that balance in how I just live as myself, but also present myself. I do Instagram. want your eyebrows. Oh, oh, really you. great eyebrows. Well, and your outfit is pretty on point. <laughs> thank you so much. I will say this. I think that, I think that there is, I mean, to say that you give people a peek beneath the hood mm. of your goofy life is like an understatement. Like <laughs> if you don't follow Jara, you guys are really missing out because she is a hoot, right? I mean, she has her lip syncing, 
dancing <laughs> segment that she does, you know, almost My every banana day. eating, don't her forget banana about that. eating is my favorite thing in the world, which is literally just like different <laughs> angles of her. Like chomping on the banana, on the banana like a crazy person because she's very, very funny, but she's not scared to be very real. And one of the things I love that you've been doing recently is, and well, you've done this for a long time. You show people how you go about your photo shoots, but yes. lately you've given like extreme BTS, right? So extreme behind the scenes oh, where you'll yeah, show, yeah, yeah, where you'll show like really bloopers and outtakes. You'll show the really funky, weird faces that you accidentally <laughs> caught. And you even have been doing like a carousel where you show the location like oh she shot in front of this really cool millennial pink wall where was that well if you swipe on a lot of your posts you'll put a map so tell us about that i think that the more you can show people how you do things giving a behind the scenes look the more they'll appreciate the final result and i think that showing the behind the scenes whether it's um, there was a trend for a while that still is happening of influencers giving just an hour by hour of their day. So are like, okay. oh, this is what you do every day. Or um, like, you know, showing up on Insta stories with no makeup on. The more that we can all just connect and realize that we're real people, it's the best way to create community and feel connected. Um, with the behind the scenes that I've been doing. So I have noticed a trend. I saw it from other gals who were doing it. It was not my original idea. But I found myself so focus, I'd watch their, their, see their beautiful final product and swipe to see behind the scenes. And as someone who does this for a living, I was enthralled with it, even though I kind of know how things go down. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool to see. So if someone isn't, doesn't know what goes into a photo shoot, their, their mind is going to be blown seeing this. So I started showing that, showing the final result and doing a swipe to see the little video. And I would just edit about, or I, I still do, I'm editing about a minute together just to show the weird movements that happen or like the motion that happens into the photo. And the feed, feedback has just been amazing. People are like, this is like, this is what you do to get a photo. Like you look so awkward doing this, but the final result is so cool. And so I think the more that we can give a peek behind the curtain into what looks glamorous and mm -hmm. fancy and, and fun, the more people will realize that it is quite approachable at the same time. Even how you did it with the color recently, um, cause you're a graphic designer and you know, Photoshop and all that, but you did that for a little bit with how you get a color. Like let's say you shot this and it's pink and green. You mm. showed a different one time. I, I was like, Oh, this is so fascinating. Even though my husband, been does that for a living the way you did it on the app you did it on was so cool and yeah. you showed everybody oh i made my bikini red and i did the background the sand was dirty so i cleaned it up but right. that was a really cool look into yeah. what you did there too and people there's there's knowledge that i have that i feel is inherent mm -hmm. and it's not which is totally okay but even yesterday, because I've been doing these Instagram audits, um, content audits, where people can say, hey, I'm interested in you taking a look at my profile and just giving me some quick feedback. And there was one profile where I was like, oh, you have a lot of reds and whites happening. So maybe on photos that have a lot of greens and blues, you tone those colors down to keep that red and white theme going. And someone messaged me. They're like, how do I tone the other colors down? And it's such a simple thing to do in Lightroom, but people just don't mm -hmm. know. And it's so cool to share these tips and tricks that can have kind of this big impact on someone's aesthetic and how they're presenting themselves. Yeah. And there's your second little offset and your little side gig. Because yeah. you can, like, look at what you're doing. You're creating and you're teaching and you can have, like, to your question, what's her plan B? Well, yeah. It's a so, great way to kind of take that. That's what I'm really excited about because, like I said, I had been really nervous and all this anxiety building this year about wanting to build 
more something that I own, other streams of revenue, just to be smart about the life and future that I'm building. And that is something I'm working on right now. So I'm, I actually hired a business coach, not yours, but you, it was mm-hmm. so awesome, Jamie, to hear about your, um, just the joy and awesome things that are happening with yours that definitely pushed me to seek out my own. And I'm working on creating a lot of things, but an online product coaching around Instagram and social media and helping people like figure out, like I said earlier, the wild, wild west of this crazy rodeo that we all live in. So yes, that is in the works very much in beginning stages, but I'm really thrilled about that. I wanted to circle back a little bit to Um, you were talking about, well, first of all, you brought up anxiety, which like really appreciate because so many people struggle with it and not too many people talk about it, which is lovely to hear that like a person that appears so amazing and bubbly all the time, like struggles with anxiety. This is Heidi, by the way. Um, so I guess my question was, is it, was it always natural for you to be like, here's me doing this. Here's Cause like for some people that's it's for terrifying. me, it's very hard. And like, yeah. I'm the happiest person in the world. I was an actress for a decade, like happy when cameras were rolling, like, but me, me being me was a totally different story. So did that come naturally for you? Especially like you said you were socially, like you had social anxiety. Yeah. So like, did one not equate to the other? How did that work for you? I think it was easy for me in the sense in that I, my account and my online presence developed as all of this technology developed. So it wasn't like I just started my account today and I'm, and I'm like, there's photos and IG stories and mm. IG TV and IG live. And like, ah, like if I started my account today, I would probably be totally overwhelmed and freaked out. But when I um, began in 2015, I think I started a Snapchat two or three months afterwards and had that. And then Instagram stories developed, I don't know, a year or so later. So it was this natural progression. But, um, Goodness. Yeah, I I think it was fairly natural because despite the social anxiety, it's like I'm talking to no one in a way, which is kind of a mind trip because I am actually talking to 160,000 people. Um, But also, too, I think the feedback and connections that I get from it reinforce that it's a good thing that I'm doing and the way that I put myself out there and talk to people. So it's not like I, I put myself out there and people are, you're stupid. Well, sometimes they're like, for the most part, I get such incredible uh, conversations and messages and feedback from my community that it just kind of pushes me to continue to do, do it. That's amazing. And on that is there anything that's off limits for you? Is there anything that you won't share? Because I think one of the most amazing parts about your account is how much you invite people into your life. So yeah. I'm just curious. You don't have to tell us what it is if you don't want to. But like, <sighs> is, are there things that are like you and your boyfriend? Like, no. You know, you you and your uh, it's anything. It's a good question because at, at first I kind of be like, I'm like, no, everything's on the table. And and when it comes to podcasts and interviews, I, I don't feel like I've ever been asked something where I'm like, I cannot speak about this. <laughs> but yeah, I think there are some limits. Um, my boyfriend, Aaron, is the most incredible, wonderful person in general. But especially when it comes to Instagram, he's so supportive. He loves to help with me. He's cool with appearing on my stories. People love to see the interactions between us. Hello. Um, 
down in a puddle to take pictures. Lay down in a puddle to take pictures. Dedication. And the mom also jumped in a pool once to take pictures on a trip, which I remember watching on her stories. Oh my god! You have like a hands-on family and friends. In full clothes. We were at a hotel in Arizona, and I'm like, the the angle would be so. She's like, okay, and she just jumped in in jeans. Mom took one for the team. That's amazing. She's the freaking best. Such such a great support system. But yeah, I think there are some specific things like I don't think I would go into a ton of detail necessarily about my relationship with Aaron, not because there isn't something I want to share, but I feel like there are things that we want to keep to ourselves. What I can't think of anything specific right now, but um your butts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, what? our butts. Our butts. But I think I think <laughs> Talk about butt pimples before, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think you do have to draw some sort of boundary to keep things for yourself because if we are on twenty four seven on stories, like we want to have something that we can call our own. I think, um, I think that I haven't talked about money a mm. whole lot. I don't go on Instagram like this is how much I make a year, and I of think course I asked. Be, no, 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 because I'm, I'm nosy. No, no, I don't mind. I think in a situation like this, but it's not a. a a topic I tackle per se um, on Instagram and um, yeah, politics. I don't really do too much. So there are a few mm-hmm. areas there that, that that I don't take on. And the last part of this question, I had so many. Sorry, but uh, you're fascinating. Go for it. Go for it. Is did you ever post anything that someone in your life got upset about because it was like it had to do with them or like like speaking of like crossing that line of like things you keep private versus not like. It doesn't sound like your mom would after jumping in the pool. I know. (laughs) She let you post her butt. (laughs) I think, I want to say I'm pretty careful when other people are involved. Like, I was just in Montana visiting my aunt and uncle. My mom was with me. And I, God, I just wish I had 10 of me so I could get it all done. I was shooting a vlog and it hasn't gone up yet. But I remember telling my aunt and uncle, I'm like, if you guys don't want to appear in this, I can shoot it so you're not really in it. Fortunately, they were super down and didn't really care. Um, but I, I feel like I am careful when other people are involved. So I don't think I've run into that, fortunately. There might have been something that's just not coming to my mind, but nothing huge, thank goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. It really is funny, though, because I was thinking the other day, I posted, I've been doing um, Teddy Mellencamp's like, accountability program for a little while now. And I posted a transformation photo. And it was like, you know... You know, t- my coach through the program had had asked me to take my before photo, and I was taking it for her. So I wasn't thinking about Instagram for once, <laughs> and I just took it in a bra and underwear. By the way, I was post-baby, so I was I saw that quite a few pounds up in my weight because I just had a baby. So it was just for this one other girl. So I took it in kind of like a ratty pair of hanky-pankies <laughs> and like a bra that like fit my nursing pads in it. I had my hair just out of the shower. I had no makeup on. Etc. So we're asked to take um, transformation photos a couple months later. So in the same bra and underwear. Mm. And so I did. And obviously I looked very different. But ultimately, when I looked at the before and after, I was like, I should share this because I believe in this program so much. It helped me lose 15 pounds. It is so funny. If you think back like five or 10 years, if I would, if someone would have told me that I would be posting a photograph mm. of myself in a bra and underwear for Six, 65,000 plus people to see, including my mom and my dad, <laughs> I would have said you were nuts. But like, I didn't even think twice about it because of the culture that we live in. It's a very interesting time. It is. To be an influencer. It is. <laughs> All right. So that said, we're going to kind of wrap this up with, we have two more things we want to cover. One of which is our 
lightning round. <laughs> so our lightning round is quite simply, we're going to ask you three really fun questions. And the first thing that comes to your mind okay. is the answer. Okay. <laughs> Favorite workout. Oh, God. Okay. This is so hard. My heart wants to say Soul Cycle because I was a Soul Cycle instructor and I still love it, but I've been going sporadically. And now I'm training for a half marathon. You guys are the first to hear it besides my email list. So, God, I don't love it, but I'm putting a lot of effort into it right now. So we'll go with running. Get it, girl. I saw you run your five miles the other day. That was amazing. Okay. Night or morning workout? Morning. Oh, she says begrudgingly. I know, I know, because it's something I I feel when I'm not fully woken up, I'm not giving it my best, but it's so nice to get it over with. Oh, asking me the tough ones. Yeah, 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 we really, we really dig into (laughs) inquiring minds want to know. Okay, coffee, tea, or matcha? Ooh, oh wow. boyfriend is listening. <laughs> you say coffee or tea. I was about to say coffee, right. but within the last mm. month, I have this new thing with matcha all of a sudden. Mm. Ain't no so if I, had to choose, if I had to choose one coffee, but matcha but is matcha addict my all the way. Yeah. Team matcha over yeah. here. So, all right. We <laughs> did it. Our last thing is we're asking all of our guests for the Sanskrit word for action is karma. So we are asking for your karma What is something that the listeners and viewers can do, say, like, every day for a week that's going to, like, make a really big impact on their life for the better? So I was thinking about this, and as something that relates to me, anytime I get a DM or a message that is nice, it just makes my day. And I think that we forget the power of just spending 30 seconds on reaching out to someone and saying something that we admire about them or thank you for posting this, whatever it is. Um, So my challenge is to reach out to someone. I mean, it could be a friend or text message as well, but if we're sticking to Instagram um, and just send a DM perhaps to someone you admire or someone you've been following a long time and never have messaged them before. And bonus points if it's a voice DM because I've been doing that recently. Those freak me out. I got one the other day. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. What is happening? I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know how people felt about those. I've been doing a new thing where it takes a lot of time, but I think the reward is great. Um, I'll click on people who like my photo recently or I'll click on people who followed me recently and be like, hey, Jenny, I saw you followed me recently. So cool to have you here. If you ever want to chat, send me a DM. Some people won't respond because they probably think it's weird, but some people do reach back and be like, I just, I can't believe that you sent me a DM. Um, So whether it's a voice DM or just text, I think that there's this power of connection, especially through social media and we don't always utilize it. So it may seem like a small thing, but I know when I'm on the receiving end, it's such a huge thing that makes my day. And that's nice to hear because I know a lot of people have said to me like, oh, I wanted, I follow you and I see you all the time, but I don't want to bother you. Yeah. Or I think you won't see it or something like that. Yeah. Put that out there and let people know that we want to hear that. We want your feedback. Yeah. Nice. I tell everybody every like is like a high five. <laughs> yeah. And I really want to high five you. I love that. Kindness oh. is contagious. Spread it like confetti. It is. Said that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Forward. I love that, guys. Yeah. Well, Yay. thank you so much for being here, Jara. And everybody, do not forget to subscribe to this podcast mm-hmm. so you can hear us every week and follow us on Instagram at Off the Gram Podcast. And don't forget to follow Jara. Jared.bean. That's me. All right. Thanks. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Yay. 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 <laughs> now we can clap. Yeah.